This morning on the third hour of today, the housing hunt. From your finances to sprucing up curb appeal and who to bring with you as you search for a new home. We've got your checklist for buying or selling this spring. Plus, series shakeup. I, John Dutton, do solemnly swear. The new questions about when the wildly popular Yellowstone series will return. And will star Kevin Costner be part of it? We've got an inside look. Then we've got high hopes for Jim Belushi live in 1A. The drama's never too much for me. What the actor turned farmer is revealing about his show's new season. And grab the popcorn. A look at this month's hottest movies and TV shows in What to Watch. From the origin story of Michael Jordan and Nike. And how about those pink ladies? Today, Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And welcome to the third hour of today on a hump day. Mike, 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 I'm Al, along with Chanel, and we've got our good pal Jacob here. Craig and Dylan are off, and Jacob Soberoff joining us, of course. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you guys. That's right. And we've got another busy show today. Jacob's got the scoop on the hit show Yellowstone. Oh, I sure do. All sorts of stuff swirling around that. Jim Belushi is going to be here as well. But before we begin, we want to wish a happy Passover to all those celebrating. Absolutely. Hogs as we say. There you, there you go. go. Happy Passover. All right. Well, let's start with our top story of the day, of course. Former President Donald Trump back in Florida this morning and on the offensive after the criminal case against him was made public. So here's the deal. Overnight, Trump rallying supporters and tearing into investigators in a post-arrest speech at his Mar-a-Lago estate. The now criminal defendant pleading not guilty in a Manhattan court on Tuesday to 34 felony charges in a case relating to alleged hush money payments. We have NBC News Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker here to break down really this historic case against him has been very busy for you guys. Yeah. So let's just start with, you know, how serious are these charges? Were there any surprises in the indictment? Maybe any charges we weren't expecting? Yeah, good question. Good to be with you guys. These are serious charges. But Chanel, this is also a risky case for the mm. DA to bring. Typically, federal charges are brought by federal prosecutors. In this case, you have the Manhattan DA who's bringing mm. these charges. Look, it, there seems to be a lot of evidence here. Does it add up to a felony? I think that's going to be the big question. In terms of surprises, the fact that David Pecker, the former CEO of the National Enquirer, is featured so prominently, that was a surprise because it gets around some of the credibility issues with his former attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen. So this Mm. is going to be really interesting. Short term, Kristen, it seems like this is the president has benefited from this and that he's he's uh, done a lot of fundraising. You talk about eight million dollars and you've seen all these, you know, conventional Republicans lining up behind him. Does this put the the nomination process and those who were going to, say, uh, compete against him kind of put everything on hold? It absolutely does. Even some of his biggest critics are closing ranks around him. Mitt Romney, who voted to impeach him twice, is calling this political. His Mm. rivals on the trail and those who we think are going to get into the race are criticizing this process. Look, I've been talking to Republican insiders who say if Trump's Republican rivals want to have a chance of winning, they are going to have to sharpen their 
tone, but that might not happen for months, maybe till the debates, which start mm-hmm. at the end of the summer. But a, a lot of Republicans who want to defeat him are haunted by 2016. Remember what happened then? Sure. Republicans didn't want to lay a glove on him yeah. until Circular it was too late. Squad. That's yeah. right. Until yeah. he was running away with the nomination. Huh. Those who want to defeat him don't want to see that happen again. We'll have to see, though. There's risking going after mm. him. You know, the thing is, though, Kristen, these challengers may have some extra fodder with all these other investigations that are swirling around President Trump. And we heard him mention some of those last night at Mar-a-Lago, whether it's in Georgia or the special counsel investigation. How will those impact him politically and how fast will all of this ultimately develop? It relates back to what we're talking about with Al, which is that his Republican rivals are watching closely to see what happens with those other investigations. If there are more indictments, Mm. that opens up a clear path. And I've spoken to folks who are involved with 2024, these other campaigns, who say if there's another indictment, it makes it a lot easier for us to attack him, to try to make the argument that he is a candidate who has too much baggage for a Mm. general election. So that opens up a clear path. And then that's when you start to potentially see some of his support starting to really whittle away around the edges. He has a strong base of support. His polls are so strong with the Republican base. But again, if you start to see more indictments Mm -hmm. add up, that's when voters really start to raise an eyebrow. And really quickly, I mean, this timeline won't be as fast as maybe some people anticipate. When can we expect to see Trump perhaps back in court? Chanel, this is we're in for the long haul, I think. Buckle up. Yeah, Yeah. his next expected date was December. Prosecutors are asking for a January court date. That's a month before the Iowa caucus. Okay. Oh, oh, my goodness. going to be yes. crazy. It was so great to see you out there yesterday. Great yeah. job. Uh, no, thank you. Great to see you guys. Thanks for having me. It's not busy for you. No, it's never not busy. Oh, my goodness. To use a double <laughs> negative. Sure. Uh, thank you, Kristen. see you guys. You Thanks. All right. All right. So let's take a turn now uh, to new questions surrounding the future of the most popular show, one of the most popular shows these days, Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So, so, Jacob, you've been covering this story, and it looks like f- fans are going to have to wait a little bit longer for the end of season five. More people are waiting to figure out what happens with this and maybe with that uh, last story that we yeah, were talking sure, about. So I think, so Yellowstone, you all know this. It's the hit series about a powerful and complicated family of ranchers. It continues to captivate people all across the country. But so check this out. There are reports of possible internal shakeups. A lot of people wondering when the show's going to come back, whether there's going to be any surprise exits by the cast themselves. Watch. For nearly five years, the epic Dutton family drama has been drawing audiences in. Yellowstone becoming one of the biggest hits on television. But now the show seems to be moving into uncharted territory with new questions about who will return to the series and when. The drama reportedly playing out behind the scenes. Over the weekend, the main cast, including Kevin Costner, who stars as patriarch John Dutton, along with show creator Taylor Sheridan, were noticeably absent during a scheduled appearance. A half an hour before the event was to start, they said, he's a no-show. Amid speculation about Costner's future on Yellowstone, a Paramount executive at the panel says he's very confident the 68-year-old will continue with the show. He's not saying how much he's going to be involved. Will he be starring on the show? Who knows? At this point, um, it's really anybody's guess. After Yellowstone's mid-season finale in January, new episodes of season five were supposed to start airing this summer, but production's reportedly yet to begin. Back in February, rumors first swirled about Costner's potential exit from the series. Sources telling Variety that the Golden Globe-winning actor had less availability and was having scheduling conflicts with the show. At the time, Paramount saying in a statement, Kevin Costner is a big part of Yellowstone, and we hope that's the case for a long time to come. You don't get voted off the island, you're written off it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's safe to say the foot's on the gas. Yep. And, and, and we're not slowing down. Since its debut in 2018, Yellowstone's gained a massive following. 
with a record 12.1 million viewers tuning in for the show's latest season premiere in November. The Yellowstone universe quickly expanding, drawing in a who's who of Hollywood, like Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford in the latest prequel, 1923. Have you figured out the Dutton family tree, and can you explain it to all of us? Uh, <laughs> I've got a working knowledge of it. <laughs> Along with Faith Hill and Tim McGraw in 1883, and now another newly announced spinoff in the works with Matthew McConaughey. I know how you feel. Still, fans say, no one will be able to replace Yellowstone's original star. All right, so we reached out to Paramount, as well as Kevin Costner and Taylor Sheridan's teams also uh, for comment. We haven't heard back yet. A Paramount executive at this weekend's panel said they're going to be announcing the next season soon. But meanwhile, okay. there's all this hype surrounding whether or not uh, on this new spinoff that sure. Matthew McConaughey's on, the existing cast members will ultimately come over to that show. Oh, my goodness. Maybe if Kevin Costner doesn't mm-hmm. come back. A lot of people are waiting. Uh, they're watching. They want to know what's going to happen. It's interesting because fans love this show, yeah, they do. and it feels weird that it's kind of in the air. Like That's right. Well, not- if you want to join uh, join in on the hype, you can go all right, all right, all right, and watch those reruns <laughs> exactly. on Peacock. Peacock. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So if you would indulge us, yeah. we, we want to yeah, take a moment, moment to uh, celebrate here in 1A because we are so very proud to announce that in honor of our 70 years on the air, the Today Show has joined a very exclusive club. We have won a Peabody Institutional Award mm, here that it is. recognizes the lasting impact our, our program has had on American culture since its start back in 1952, hopefully telling stories that matter, being a part of your day, which we are so honored to be part of your day. And we all here at this desk and the rest of us are also uh, honored to be part, a small part of the Today Show legacy. Uh, and by the way, this, this, this surprise, this honor is an amazing group and past Peabody institutional winners, including 60 Minutes, Sesame Street, Terry, uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross, right. and my favorite, the Simpsons. I knew you were going to say that. Go! We got a Peabody! Go! I wanted to hold it. You said something earlier. I think it was a Walter Cronkite quote, or quote about Emmys versus a Peabody. What yeah. did you say? I said, you 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 win an, Ev- an Emmy, you want a Peabody. Yeah, you do. This is as close as Very I've special. ever been to excellence. I know. As a, as a cousin of the show, as someone who's not here every day, congratulations <laughs> oh, to you please. guys. I mean, especially... Congratulations to the people behind the scenes. Absolutely. This program happen every our writers, day. our producers, our there crew, all those folks. Yeah. I, I'm not done rapping yet, Greeny, our producer. Like, Rap. we're, we're talking about all of our bureaus and I our know. people, everybody. For, for decades. That's it. So yeah. now, now we'll so there you go. All right. Coming up, it is today's checklist for the busy spring real estate season. How to know what you can afford to buy and the simple changes sellers can make to add value to your home. And then later, surf's up. We meet one photographer taking the plunge and getting the shots not everyone can. Her story of grit is still ahead on the third hour. (laughs) When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed it is time for today's checklist and we're going to talk spring real estate so whether you're looking to buy or you're getting ready to put your place up on the market this is the busiest time of the year and here to help with everything we need to know real estate broker and president of our new york stephanie burke and stephanie good to see good you again morning. what's happening good morning. good morning good morning nice so, to be here well good to see you and and uh, of course it's springtime sellers uh, so for the sellers out there yes as people are thinking about putting it on the market what are the things they can do right now to their home to increase the value like immediately to try to get the most money. Yes. So it's practical updates, right? Not all home improvements are created equal. So if you have a bonus room, mm-hmm. even a corner or a little nook, convert it to an office. It becomes oh. usable, right? Especially with people working from home. If you have a basement, finish it out. It adds to your livable square footage, mm-hmm. and then it makes the home feel more finished. Mm-hmm. Even fixtures, right? Yeah. Kitchens and bathrooms. Overall, it's a oh. pretty inexpensive fix, mm-hmm. but it has a really big impact and curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Upgrade curb appeal. Replace a garage door, a mailbox, even the numbers on a house. Mm-hmm. Those updated touches grab buyers' attention really quickly, even before they even step foot into the home. If you could only right. do one thing, though, Ooh. what would it if be? If you could only do one thing... I would say like a good paint job, update hardware, and curb appeal. That makes sense. That'll set the that'll first get me impression. In. Make it look yeah, crisp. Yeah. Yeah, All right, look so crisp. let's say you want to buy, and you, let's talk about how much you can realistically afford, how to figure that out, and how much you can borrow for a mortgage. Okay, Chanel, this is the number one question. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. It's the number one question I get. How do I know how much I can afford, and what should my monthly mortgage be? Here are the figures you need to know. Okay. Household income, mm-hmm. okay, Cash reserves, because you're going to need that cash for the down payment and for the closing costs. Don't forget about those closing costs. I think that costs. gets, that's what gets yeah. people. Like they think, okay, I can make this much a month, but then you forget about that chunk. And by the way, it's about three to five percent. So it's, it's not an insignificant amount of money. You need to know your monthly debt and your credit profile because credit directly impacts your interest rate. Yeah. So know what your score is. Have a good, good sense of what your score is. Can we look at a real world example? Yes. Because the percentages are kind of hard to follow. Okay. Median home price in the U.S. is what? $400,000. Yes. Dollars. So yes. what do the costs look like uh, for a home okay. that costs $400,000? Okay. Good question. So let's say you're buying something $400,000. Okay. You're going to put about 20% down that that's $80,000. Okay. Closing costs, like we just talked about, about $20,000. So right there, you need about $100,000 in cash reserve. Okay? You should anticipate your monthly mortgage being about $2,000, but don't forget property tax, homeowner's insurance. Insurance, right. Should be about $2,500. And I just want to give one tip. Okay. A lot of people think about just paying for the home. It's also about maintaining mm, the home. Yeah. A lot of new homeowners forget about that. So I say leave for a $400,000 purchase, leave about four dollars to $16,000 just for maintenance, maintenance and alone. upkeep. Sure. That's a lot of money. Especially yes. if it's an older house. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. When you're looking for a house, you say 
it's important to know what type of house. That's exactly right, Al. So are you looking for a starter home? Are you looking for your dream forever home? Are you looking for just a weekend property, an investment property? That will help tailor the search. And then you can decide how much work you're willing to do. Mm. How long are you going to stay there for? How much are you going to use it? Because then you can bake that into your offer. A lot of people say, to DIY or to not DIY? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just about to say, how do you know when to call a professional and say, you know what? So some people want to pay a premium for a more turnkey, what we say, finished product. Mm-hmm. Some people see more value in a fixer-upper. Regardless, if there's any work you're going to do, bring along a contractor with you. They, ah. He or she will give you a realistic sense of the Do you have to pay them for that when they come the with? Time. No, it's a connection. Okay. All right. All right. Somebody you know. They'll get it on the edge. Someone you know. See, yeah. My, my rule of thumb is if it can kill me, I won't do it. I will pay somebody. <laughs> I think that's a good rule of thumb. It is a good rule. If I can fall off this roof. We yeah. need you. Yeah. We need you. It's going to be the end of if me. I need a ladder. Uh, Stephanie, <laughs> thank thanks you. so much. You're welcome. Always bring good the to see you, too. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Coming up next in our series, Grit, we're going to share the inspiring story of one surfing photographer who uses the ocean to heal in more ways than one. And then check out who we got here in Studio 1A. Ah, That's Jim Belushi cleaning up our our little sunrise. (laughs) He's going to be talking about his growing business. Third hour today, I'll be right back. That's not going to come off. Sorry. (laughs) Schmutz. Schmutz is what we call it. Okay, you guys ready for a good one? Let's yes. Do it. Back now with our series Grit. It's bringing you the stories of those who show courage and resolve against the odds. I love this series. For big wave surfs photographer Sachi Cunningham, a love of the ocean and her skill at navigating 60 foot waves, Crazy. which you would know, are all <laughs> yeah, part right. of the job. And it's a career that's helped her find peace and purpose. It's just this enormous force of life that is so much bigger than you because your breath is just taken away by this beauty. I mean, to me, it's beautiful. It's not scary most of the time. Photographer Sachi Cunningham is a little over five feet tall, but she boldly swims into waves almost 10 times her size. It's just awe-inspiring. Growing up in Pittsburgh, Sachi was a competitive swimmer and played water polo at Brown University. Her second love was always her camera. I had no idea that there was a thing called water photography, and I saw this guy in the waves with a camera, which was just like, what? <laughs> That's the thing? that I, I could do that? Sachi's first job was teaching English in Japan, but her sights were always out to sea. And that's when she took the plunge and bought an underwater camera. It was a lot of money, $6,000 I saved to buy this setup that I I had never shot a frame in my life in the water. (laughs) But I knew once I bought it and I took it out that I had made the right choice, absolutely. There's something about swimming in the ocean, she says, that kept her afloat during the most turbulent times in her life from losing her mother to cancer and then being diagnosed with manic depression. It was just that being in this high pressure environment of an Ivy League university and then your mom dies. That was the fuse that I needed to go crazy. And I think that had I not been swimming six days a week for two hours every day, I have no idea what I would have turned out like. Bobbing in icy water with a 20 pound camera, she navigates four story waves unpredictable currents and the occasional shark to get shots other photographers might miss from a boat. 
Most of the time here at Mavericks in Northern California, one of the most legendary and dangerous surf spots on Earth. And the place she found the inspiration for her documentary, She Change, in 2014. It was about a dozen women from around the world that were really the only women at the time that were surfing big waves. And it was amazing. It was electric. She built a sisterhood one wave at a time. With four of the best female big wave riders and their quest for equity and equal pay in the sport. And to just be in the lineup with your peers all of a sudden and realizing that you're a group that could really make changes in the sport was so exciting. Two years after she began filming the documentary, she faced a challenge even bigger than the waves. She was battling the same cancer her mother died from. And again, she found solace in the sea. I went through um, chemo and during that whole process, I was still swimming out there and shooting. It's about knowing that those forces that are out of your control are there that could kill you. You have to learn how to turn that scary thing into something beautiful and to make it your own and to survive it. And that's exactly what I had to do in order to go through my own cancer experience. Today, Sachi is cancer-free, and she says, still on the ride of her life, living history with her fearless female surfers. You know, I like the challenge. There's the physical challenge, the mental challenge, the spiritual challenge, and growth in all those areas that translate out of the water into every aspect of my life. And we have an update about Sachi's documentary. For the first time ever this year, women were invited to compete with men in one of the world's most prestigious events in Hawaii for surfing. A milestone, yes, Sachi says, but there's still a long way to go. We have a resident surfer here yes. in Jacobson. Let me just say, I want to sing. First of all, that was a great you know story. Her, yeah. I, Sachi and I have many mutual friends through the documentary world and community. She is a legend. Uh, she's so skilled and talented, not just at surfing, but the work that she does. And also, you guys, and you guys should all go follow her on Instagram. I think it's C. Sachi. She's got okay. one of the best feeds that I've got really? uh, in my Instagram. Yeah, I love her. Check that out. I mean, surfing is no joke. Uh -uh. Uh, it's, you know? And to do what she does is like double no joke. Yep. Wow. It was all awesome. Right. Well, coming up next, he acts, he's a musician, and a farmer. That's right. We're sitting <laughs> yeah. down. Well, maybe you want to come to my house? Down. And he's part of the crew. <laughs> the great Jim Belushi cleaning up. Yeah, Literally, man. in the world of farming. And, of course, a little Blues Brothers as well. And then later, uh, taking a look at some of this month's best new movies in What to Watch. Third Hour Today will be right back. It's Mario. This morning, we are catching up with actor, comedian, and cannabis farmer, Jim Belushi. Uh, let's say that again. Cannabis farmer, yes. Jim Belushi. Uh, of course, you guys know him as the suburban dad from the hit sitcom. According to Jim, now you can see him in season three of his Discovery series, Growing Belushi, as he continues to grow his cannabis business based in Oregon. But by the way, it is not all fun and games as he works his way through a unique set of challenges. Uh, good to see you, Jim. Oh, uh, good to see good you. Good morning. Good morning. So for those of us that need to catch up, where did season two leave off and where is season three going well, uh, Season two left off with my barn that had uh, about $400,000 worth of cannabis in it burned. 
To the ground. To the yeah. ground. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, one night, uh, well, we don't know what happened <sighs> because there's a lot of organized crime uh, in the cannabis industry in is North Dakota. Really? Oh, there sure oh, is. Yeah. In the black market. Black market is huge. And oh. so our county actually was a state of emergency uh, in order for them to you know, bust these farms. And wow. there was one close to me, and I was worried that... You know, I was a competition or something. They didn't like me, and they oh burned me. So we don't know, and you won't know until you see the episode tonight. That is right. Right. There you yeah. go. So we My do the goodness. investigation tonight. But it happened right at the end wow. of the season, filming. It was like, okay, let's wrap. Next day, it was like, it's burning. Get the cameras. Yeah. Oh my God. But when you have something like that, maybe the fire guys or the firemen are just stoned. <laughs> uh, well, no, not those men. They were they were very good with the investigation. Okay. Uh, so, was this something that you came by naturally? In that, you know, you kind of along the way. I, it was up? just I had this beautiful property in Oregon on the Rogue River, mm-hmm. and a farm came up behind me, and I bought it, and I didn't know what to grow. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to grow corn or raise cattle. And Danny Aykroyd, who's a partner of mine, the Blues Brothers, but sure. also as an actor and as a friend, he, uh, uh, Jimmy, you know, uh, uh, cannabis is illegal now in uh, Oregon. Why don't you just uh, grow some <laughs> cannabis? Uh, I've got a very good man that knows how to grow it, Captain Jack. And that's how it started. Wow. Yeah. It's funny. We're looking at video of you and Danny. Oh, there's Aykroyd. Danny. Yeah. If you, if I were to ask you, let's say one word to describe your relationship mm. with Dan, what would uh, you say? Love, man. Mm. Come Aww. on. I mean, I sing and dance with him when the Blues Brothers were on stage, and we are just uh. flying like on F sixteen engines on stage with ten people playing behind us. I've acted with them like on vacation with me. He's just a beautiful, beautiful. That is man. a special brotherhood. Yeah. Well, Dan yeah, you know, it's interesting like when that. when my brother passed, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy, they just swooped in on me and they just mm. like put their wings around me and mm. just healed me with love and attention. And I just beautiful. We fell in love. You're still performing with Aykroyd doing Blues Brothers. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Denny and I are uh, singing and dancing. We're doing all that great old blues. You're a blues. Brother. I am. An, I am a, an honorary blues brother. You? Back in 1996, one of, during the Olympics. Look at that. Well, this, was, that, Les, this was me and Lester. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, in 96, oh, I got it? to perform oh, my the Blues Brothers in Atlanta during the Olympics. Yes. That's yes. Right. Wow. We opened it John Goodman was was yeah, uh, Goodman was with was, Wait, was this in 96? This now, was this in 96. Yeah, man. That's yeah, awesome. look at you. You still got those moves. Still got, oh, oh, he does. Well, uh, and, uh, Goodman said, uh, you were the one who said, well, if you come in at over a deuce and a quarter. I <laughs> brought the harmonica. Come on. Are you Sweet home, Chicago. You always got that in your pocket? I care. You know, there are so many blues clubs. I walk in, I hear it. And I walk down the street and I hear music and I get pulled into these clubs and I pull my harmonica out and they recognize me and they bring me up. And no, I that's oh, funny. Oh, I have so much So fun. can you play a little as we go, as we leave, as we sure. go, go oh, to break? Oh, play okay. a little Blues Brothers for a little sure, Blues sure. And is there cannabis in the other pocket is the question. Uh, I, I'm always carrying it, my friend. <laughs> oh, boy. I just oh, don't know if you might want to try some of that great Oregon <laughs> cannabis. All right. There Where's you go. the harmonica? Right play here. That's right. right here oh, here. Hold my coffee. I got you. Jim Belushi. Bring the heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, keep going. Yeah. The next season of Joe and Belushi premieres tonight at 9 p.m. on Discovery. Coming up, we got a lot more shows for you to binge. A review of the new musical Grease spinoff. 
the action thriller Citadel, and much more in What to Watch. Don't go anywhere. And then later, how about some magic meal prep? We're showing you simple ways to make your food last longer and make use of all of those traps. We will be right back on the third hour. Discovery. Discovery. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. All right, grab your buttery snacks and get cozy because we are back with a look at the best films and TV shows to watch this month. And who better to help us than our friend and NBC News entertainment contributor, Chris Witherspoon, also the founder and CEO of the entertainment app Pop Viewers. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so this first one, one of the greatest sports collaborations yes. for the ages. Can't wait. This movie's getting so much yes, buzz. Yes, Slam yes. Dunk? This one's called Air. Yeah, Slam Dunk. I saw it, you guys. It's so good. It's the story behind this group of Nike executives who fought to land this game-changing deal with Michael Jordan. The Michael wow. Jordan, Air Jordan sneakers. Yes. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker, and some of Matt Damon's best work. Just wait for this boardroom scene he does in the film. It's phenomenal. I consider it Oscar-worthy, actually. Really? Yeah, and Viola Davis is Michael Jordan's mom, Dolores. She's amazing. And you got to keep in mind, Dolores, she fought for Michael Jordan to have equity in Air Jordan sneakers. Right. To this day, probably nice. sitting down, he gets $400 million a year from Air Jordan. That he's getting? Yes, yes. Michael Jordan. Because oh, yeah. oh, she fought for him to have equity. Just a really, really great story. And this is directed by Ben Affleck. And I kind of think it's Ben and Matt's best work since Goodwill Hunting. Wow. wow. Great mm-hmm. sell. Okay, that is an endorsement right, right there. Right? Yes. That's a good endorsement. All right, so the wait is finally over. Our sister company, Universal and Illumination, is out with Super, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I'm so excited. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> Can I say this? Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. This is the animated feature based on the Super Mario Brothers video game. This is the best-selling video game franchise of all times, you guys. So a huge, huge audience built in for this one. But it stars Chris Pratt, Seth Rogen, Charlie Day, and Taylor Joy, Keegan-Michael Key. So the whole story here is Mario and the gang have to go from Brooklyn to Mushroom Kingdom to track down Luigi, who's been kidnapped by Bowser. Oh, my gosh. Jack Black uh, plays uh, Bowser. He's so good in this movie, by the way. He kind of steals the show. Jack Black is Bowser? Yes. Yes. He's hilarious. He plays the piano. He's really funny. But it's kind of cool because we all kind of spent time playing sure. this game as a kid. Mm-hmm. I never now, made it to the princess. No? Okay. I, I got as a kid, levels. I'm still playing it. Oh, let's go. Same. Same. <laughs> so it has that cross-generational appeal, I think. 
All right. Oh, I love Mario. All right, let's go from the big screen to the small screen. The old gang at Rydell High, this yes. Grease oh. prequel, everybody is talking about this. Listen, Grease is the word, y'all. You're okay. right. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. This is a scripted series that follows this film that everyone saw back in the day. But now you're seeing these four outcasts at Rydell High. And now Rydell High is very, very diverse. It takes place four years before the movies. But mm. as I said, it's very diverse. Okay. Uh, but a great cast, young, impressive ta- uh, cast of young actors. And they're calling this show their love letter to the film that came out back in 1978. Okay. And each episode has really great musical numbers. So it's kind Kind of like um, Glee, mm-hmm. but Grease instead. Cool. Oh, yeah. very but cool. Each episode feels like a film. It's very high budget, big production numbers. Okay. So now the, the, this next show you say you love. It's oh called my God. Beef. I'm obsessed, you guys. Yes, I'm gonna try and stay seated. It's called Beef. <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay, so it's about these two strangers who get into a road rage, road rage incident that winds up kind of consuming them and brings chaos into their lives. Oh, um, wow. Ali Wong, who we know is a comedian, she yeah. plays a, a dramatic character. Stephen Young, David Cho, Maria Bello. Oh, wow. It's being compared to Succession and The Bear. Y'all, it comes out tomorrow. Whoa. Please watch and text me because you're going to binge the whole thing. Okay. Really? There's comedy in there, drama, and some of the best acting on TV. And written directed by a young uh, newcomer called Lee Sung Jin. I promise you, just remember his name. We'll be talking about him, I think, come awards. Okay, season. this is on Netflix. Yes, it's cool. B. One more thing I'm to here binge. for it. Good All right, lineup. so the, the last pick is a spy. Say? It's a good lineup. Right? Okay. Yeah, so, some so good much stuff. To, um, a spy thriller <sighs> series with some pretty intense fight scenes. Yes, right? this one's called Citadel. It's about this secret spy agency that's been shaping history for a the past decade stars Priyanka Chopra, Richard Madden, and there are these spies whose memories Stanley have been wiped. Cl- yeah, he's in it as well. Yes, okay. so he's kind of the head of Citadel. Their memories were wiped clean. Now they have to kind of get back their memories and remember how they were agents. Priyanka Chopra, she does her own stunts in this, and I'll tell you, I had to right. ice my neck and my back after I watched because <laughs> wow. she just goes in and she has a scar now on her eyebrow from Ooh. the stunts that she did in this in this show. Wow, very cool. Oh, Dedication, good one. This looks high adrenaline. I know. Thank yes. stuff Chris today. You always bring it. I, I forgot my harmonica though. Ah, all right. Yes. Next time. Next time. <laughs> well, coming up next, we're talking kitchen hacks using items that you've already got in more ways than one. We're going to find out why an ice cream scoop or a wine bottle just might be perfect for baking. We'll explain. Third Hour Today will be right back. (laughs) This morning in Today Food, we're helping you save time and money in the kitchen. We're sharing some secrets to whipping up a speedy and delicious meal. Here to help is Catherine McCord, author of the new book out. It's called Meal Prep Magic. Good morning to you. How are you guys today? We're doing great. We're You're very excited about this. So my kids love berries, and yes. at the bottom they always get smushy, and then we, they only eat the top. Uh, because berries are expensive, yep. and moisture is enemy number one. Seems like they go berries. like that. They and do. They fly. We gotta keep because they're you know a dollar each these days. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is take a paper towel, okay. fold it. So you know when you buy the plastic container, mm-hmm. pull out that pad. Oh, keep berries, it out of there. Right oh. in there. So okay. Put them right in. I just in. put the whole Does it really work? in the fridge. And, oh, my God. Your berries are going to stay fresh mm-hmm. for two weeks doing it like what? this. Covered. Yes, covered. So, uh, you paper can towel on the bottom and then glass. Yes, and you can leave a little bit of air if you want, but I'm telling you, all that moisture is going to go in that paper towel, and your berries are going to be fresh like Fantastic. magic. Does it have to be wood on top like that? No. No, you can just do any, any kind of time. Great question. Kind of you can any kind of good. container. Okay. Now, we so waste is, so many vegetables. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, so, look, size does matter with vegetables, especially when they go on a sheet tray, but mise en place is really just a fancy word for meal prep magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- we want to put everything on here and I just like to dump everything. We can do that and you're just going to put the asparagus. This is a recipe oh, from 
cool. cookbook, and it's asparagus um, with miso. So we'll mm-hmm. put the miso there, right. garlic, garlic, olive oil, toss it all together, mm. right in, and it's like and roasted in the oven. Roasted in the oven, one sheet pan. That and it's is, vegetarian. Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm in. Count me in. Yeah, but yeah, having it already. Okay. Veggie scraps. Veggie scraps. So every time you use carrots or onions or celery or anything like that, put it in a zipper bag. Put it in the, the freezer. Scraps. Yeah. The scraps. Because this makes the best veggie broth you've ever oh, had. Oh, cool. It's incredible. I've like doing a stock. Yeah. yeah. I've never done that. Really frozen. And then, you know, because we're trying these days to cut down on waste. Yeah. Forget the waste. Use everything you've got. A bay little leaves. bay leaf. Yeah. Yes. And salt, salt and, pepper. and pepper. How long you let it sit there for? You can like even if it's covered, you could let this go for an hour or two. Huh. It's gonna build that flavor and then add some beans or lentils because we're trying to cook economically, mm-hmm. saving sure. money these days. I love that. All right, yeah. so let's talk about this. Turns There's on. a wine bottle. Okay, we drank the wine. Who, who drank the wine, guys? Uh, right, wasn't me. Okay, All right. mm. someone drank the wine. This is one of my favorite hot tips, uh-huh. and that's that we don't need a rolling pin. Let's use a wine bottle. There. Oh, fun! Yeah, right in there, uh. roll it out, and that way, look at that. Like all of the creases get right out. You can use this for pie. You're waste not one not, aren't you? It's my, that's I how like I that. roll. And then we have an ice cream scooper here, but this isn't ice cream. This is one of my favorite kitchen tools and just a really great hack. You know when you go to a bakery and they have the perfect size sure. cookies? Sure, they're all uniform. Yes, they're all uniform. This is a recipe from Meal Prep Magic. Oh. It's granola chocolate cookies. Ooh. And here's what you, I want you to test because the recipe I have yes. calls for a quarter cup scoop. So mm-hmm. use a liquid measure and look quarter cup Mm -hmm. so you know because they have different size ice cream Mm -hmm. scoops and they just get right in there and pack it in is this healthy of course, that's the whole point. It's supposed to. This is what you're having for breakfast. Well, no, this it's is not. Be true. A little. Yeah. Uh, no. What is it? No chocolate's it's, good for you. Granola. So it's almost like a bowl of oats with it. a little bit of chocolate. Is there banana? Cocoa what, what powder. Granola. Oh, banana would be good. Yeah. Oh. And, and you use the scoop also, like for meatballs and things like that. Yes. Yeah, so I like to use this for cookies, for ice cream, These for meatballs. Anytime you're portioning something, and then you could even make this up. Put it in the freezer and bake them later. So you have half now and half later. Mm. Captain, I love this. Thank you so much. Yay. And good. by the way, your kids are here. Uh, they, they're documenting. Come, come, come. There, are. <laughs> there you go. There they're they all are. documenting it for you. There you go. <laughs> I I love great it. kids. What, what, they what are, are the their best. Names? They're Kenya and Chloe. We're just Kenya missing and Chloe. Nice to hey, you, you guys, guys we got extra cookies. Come get wow. some Look, they're short like their mom. Come get some cookies. They're so petite. Yes. All right. Well, if you want some of these recipes from the book, just head to today.com slash food. Come on in. Hey, Hey we'll be right back. So good. Have a good, good, right? Really good. Right? In case you didn't know, happy National Walking Yay. Day. Yes. Before we go, want to celebrate some of our walkers in the Start Today community. Barb kicked off baseball season uh, with a stroll. Go Barb. Yeah, Barb. Dana going for a sunrise walk in Dallas. Dana. Dana. Julie joined by her dog, Kyla. Julie, right. Kyla. Marsha likes to call her power walks walking with a purpose. Okay. Marsha! And Sharon's making us jealous with a walk on the beach. Yes, Sharon! To join our Start Today Walking Challenge and sign up for our newsletter, head to today.com slash start today. Yes! Yay! We want to give another quick shout out to our third hour March Madness bracket winners, our researcher, Caillou. From- Caillou! Yes. And coordinating producer, look at him. Alicia Yarbo. Yeah. And she picked UConn to, to win it. Yeah. go. We oh, got wow. a great show for you tomorrow. Actress Taraji P. Henson. Taraji. Yes. Don't miss Little Big Town on Hoda and Jenna. Little Big Town. Little Big Town. We'll Bye. see you here tomorrow. 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 <laughs>